Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. You can post your uh, thoughts, your tweets there. Um, let's see now. I'm going to go with your name here. Canadian tweeter at the Roy Green Show. The premier and mayor had to make a statement once the PM did. They, like you, would have been called out if they didn't follow. Well, I didn't. Well, you're right. I was called out. You're right. I'm strong. Um, but they didn't have to. They didn't have to say what they said. What Premier Wynne could have said, or Mayor Tory could have said, was what we're hearing is very concerning, but let's give the police an opportunity to investigate, and then say no more. As opposed to pointing the finger at racism of the country, whenever they say we're better than that, they're lecturing. They're saying, you're, you're appealing to your more base side. And they're suggesting that a majority of Canadians or a significant number of Canadians are appealing to their base side, which is entirely unfair. They'd never say that during an election campaign because they wouldn't want to cost themselves votes. I think in some cases, maybe most of them, where they speak out as they do after an incident is reported like the one in Toronto, they're looking to try to gain some votes. During an election campaign, they'd be worried about losing votes. So they wouldn't say it. On the issue of Islamophobia and M103, you remember Dr. Zudi Jasser was on this program. Raheel Raza was on this program. They were both invited to appear before the Parliamentary Committee in Ottawa, um, looking for opinions and views on M103. They're both distinguished Muslims, and they were both called extremists by a Muslim MP from the Liberal Party of Canada for voicing the opinions they were asked to voice. We really need to talk. We really need to talk, and honestly to one another. This is what has to go on. Brian's in Toronto. Hey, Brian, thank you for the call, sir. Hi, Roy. Well, this is the the game du jour, isn't it? Trying to make ra- Canadians to be a bunch of racists. I, I don't know what you're telling me, Brian. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Jerome in Hamilton, go ahead, Jerome. Thanks for taking my call. You know, the, the politicians, and I, you know, I'm glad you didn't do anything, you never said anything. And me and my, myself and a few of my friends, we all thought it was a bit sus- suspect, uh, especially when she said, they, they said, well, how, how much did they cut off? And right away she says, oh, 12 inches. 
there was a few things that didn't make sense, right? Yeah, but I agree. When the politicians all jumped on board, they should have equally had the courage and the leadership to come back and say something again, and this time say, we condemn false accusations because we have a great country. Exactly. There should, there should have been, you're absolutely right, the prime minister, the premier, the mayor should have come back with yeah. a follow-up statement once it was found out that the, that, it, that, the, that the accusation that this happened was false. Exactly. And, and, then, and at the same time, put a tone and say we will not stand for it and we, will, we, we condemn it. Because what they do when they don't do that is there's going to be more false accusations. And, uh, and as you know, the media all goes to the, the honey at first, right? And then later on when it's proven that it's false, it just disappears. And I, I, have, I have so little respect for the – but there's a – I'm so sick and tired of Muslim this, Muslim that. And myself as a white guy, you know, it, you get to a point where it's enough is enough. Where you, you have, well, I'm not uh, sure what you mean. Jerome, I'm not sure what you mean when you say Muslim this, Muslim that, I'm a white guy. What, 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 are, you, what are you telling I, me? Okay, I live in Ontario. I don't need to have – I drive my car. I see bus shelters with girls with hijab, and the Ontario government telling me to – be inclusive and not be racist. Does it bother you if you see a hijab? And that's the head covering. That's not the well, veil. The hijab was brought in 1976 by the Brotherhood of Islam. No, but does it bother? Does it bother you? Does it bother you when you see somebody wearing a hijab? I myself, I don't personally care, but it does tell me that they're bringing their culture here because it's not the religion, well, but it's their culture. But we, as immigrant groups, we all brought our cultures. Yeah, my, my parents came from Holland. They put away their wooden shoes. And they put away. Yeah, their but we all brought we all brought our our cultures until we assimilated. Maybe one of the issues that is a, that we really should be talking about in this country is assimilation, as opposed right. to what we have really. What's developing is people are being pushed apart instead of being drawn together. That's correct. That's correct. Multiculturalism is great when you have assimilation. But I, I have a wife. I have a wife from a different country. Yeah, she's she's assimilated. The problem we have here is we have massive groups of people coming from Arab countries that are not assimilating. All right, Jerome, I appreciate your call as well. Now, we hear this over and over, that vast numbers of Muslims are not assimilating. The focus, the conversation is always about Muslims. And you can't help it when the prime minister and the premier and a mayor jump on a story of an 11-year-old saying she was the the victim of 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 a hate crime. Um, I've met quite a number of Muslims who've come to Canada. We all have. And they're every bit as much, they seem to me, to be every bit as much Canadian in their behaviors, in their speech, in, in their uh, appreciation for a good hockey game as anybody else. It's, a, it's, it's, one th- it's easy to say that a whole group is bad. It refuses to, uh, to to join in because that's a, then it's tribalism. But when you meet a person one-on-one and you find out a little bit about the person, quite often you find out that, well, that uh, big picture that you had was wrong. Paul is in Vancouver. How are you, Paul? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, a few points. I, I agree with most of the premise of what you're saying. First of all, I think that any uh, leader or responsible leader politician shouldn't be jumping to conclusions, uh, and I think that when it's particularly a police investigation, they should defer to the police and say, you know, we'll withhold comment. So I'll agree with that. I, I also agree with your comment about how 
politicians tend to say or speak differently during election cycles or campaigns than, um, you know, in the middle of a term. And I, and I, I agree with you that they should be consistent. The one thing that I have, Roy, a bit of an issue with, and, and I point to your guest as well, is the, the suggestion that by a leader, be he a, or she uh, a prime minister or a mayor or a premier, commenting generally about the need for us to you know, be um, egalitarian or mindful of not being racist, that there's something inherently luxury about that. I take a bit of an issue on that, and, and the reason is this. Um, First and foremost, most people, I think, would not self-identify as racist. Um, for example, your, your guest that you just had on from, I think, Hamilton, I mean, I don't think he would call himself a racist. I'm not saying he's a racist, but clearly he has some maybe pre-sort of, you know, personal views about Muslims or people wearing hijabs, and he's not prepared to come out and maybe face those. So the reason I think it's important for leaders to generally, when it's appropriate, be able to comment about and denounce racism is it frankly reminds all of us, whether we're in, you know, native Canadians born here, uh, new Canadians, and it's not just white Canadians necessarily that are racist. There's non-white. No, okay. Canadians. So I hear, I hear what you're saying, Paul. At the same so, time, so at the same time, you have a prime minister who, who says there's nothing inherently uh, uh, cohesive about Canada and Canadians. There's nothing that binds us together. You have the same prime minister who, who eulogized Fidel Castro when the rest of the world was damning him. There is something wrong with a man who is bringing ISIS terrorists to Canada and telling us they could be exceptional contributors to this country. There's something wrong with the messenger and the message from that messenger. And, and you know, I, I think we can, I'm not here to defend uh, Prime Minister. No, no, you're not. Specifically. I, I, think, I think that it, there's a lot of things in terms of his, his, his um, judgment. I think we've had discussions or there's been discussions about that with the photo that he had with the family. There's a number of things where he's clearly, he could have used better judgment, no question. I think, Roy, though, the point that I want to make, and we don't have to look very far, if we look south of the border, uh, the alternative to politicians who are not maybe using, and I'll give you that, better judgment when they're commenting on issues of race and that. Um, I think the alternative to ones that remain silent are what we have south of the border. We have a, a president there who, frankly, goes out of his way in cases where maybe there does need to be commentary made. Charlottesville is a perfect example. Uh, and I think there was a lot of fair criticism put towards that president for the things that he said. Okay, so I was hoping I was hoping we wouldn't take this trip south because it doesn't no, relate but, but, to no no hold on Paul I was hoping we wouldn't take the trip south because it doesn't relate to what we're talking about which is Canada and our Canadian political leaders who have repeatedly told us that we shouldn't be racist that we must put away any sort of racist feelings we have so we're being lectured by people who know not a damn thing about us other than we other than we are the most probably if you look at you know, I, I can I can only say this from observation, but I would argue that if we're not the most generous, inclusive country in the world, we're very close. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I was born here about 50 years ago. Um, however, I am actually a person of, of um, I'm, I'm a visible minority, if you can, whatever that means. Um, and yeah, what does that mean? That I'm non-white. So, so, I mean, you know, I, for what that's worth, I mean, objectively speaking, if someone were to see me, um, you know, and just ba judge me based on who, what I look like. Does that happen? Uh, and I can tell you, absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. I can give you tons of examples. I, I grew up in a small town in Canada. I, I'm about as Canadian, I think, and I self-identify as about as much of a Canadian yeah. as anybody would. Um, and, but in today, and again, into, Paul, I, I'm going to have to take a break in a second. But in today's world, yeah. right? In today's world, where there's all, where there's this, this, this maelstrom almost of opinion, and and strong views and uh, and and strong statements being made, and and yeah. definitions of racism are being changed on a regular basis. Uh, do you find that today, in today's world, in the city of Vancouver, that you're being looked at still differently? You're being looked at. Uh, with with suspicion, I don't know what the word the proper word is, but let's go with right. suspicion. Do you feel that people are still looking at you differently because you're non-white? I think you know. I don't want to make this about me personally. I can tell you, for example, even in, in airports, which is an everyday experience. I fly often, right? Yeah. I can tell you that there's been a noticeable difference in terms of secondary screening, and I appreciate they have a job to do. I'm not being critical of it. I I, I understand, and I never complain. I don't, you know, sort of exasperate or sigh. I'll just leave. I know you have to go, Roy, but I want to leave you with this, though, and this is my concern. I don't want to bring this out in. I think, and I'm not suggesting a lot of Canadians are racist, I think it's important for this country to also not assume that there are not those elements among us. I don't think, I think anybody, I don't think anybody doesn't, I don't think anybody denies that there is racism um, present in Canada. I think Paul, and we'll have to end it at this. I think that we have a world that is becoming more tribal than I can remember it in my lifetime. I agree with you there, and it is unfortunate. I don't, I don't like that either at all. But yeah. uh, it, it comes down to leadership, I guess. Roy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I got to go, Paul. I got it. I have to go. Okay. I appreciate your call. Thank you so much, Paul in Vancouver. Good call. Uh, we'll take a break and come right back.